Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Okay, guys, it's time for a bonus episode, and we are talking about the fictional characters with whom we most deeply identify. I am going to make a prediction, if that's okay. Should I make a prediction? I think I will. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a bonus episode. I think mine are going to be less literary than yours. That's what I would predict. Okay. Okay. Um, I I thought you were going to say, would they be the same or different? Because here are my favorite fictional characters, the ones with whom I most deeply identified. And some of them, I'm like, I, I could totally see you saying... Oh, that's me. Yeah, no, that's me, actually. And some of them might be more you than me. Well, leader in the clubhouse for me, I mean, and I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but my childhood obsession, the only fictional characters I cared about as a child were the cast of Charlie's Angels. I could (laughs) rank them in order of preferred to least preferred. Sure. Sorry, Kate Jackson. You came out really low on the poll. Yeah, it was like they have a blonde and then a brunette and then another brunette. Why would you have two brunettes, thought I, as the brunette? Like, that's boring. And so, yeah, she was the boy. Yeah, and I, I have said, I believe we talked about it on the episode with my sister, but we completely rejected Farrah Fawcett, which I look back on. I don't understand it at all. Like, she was the most hyped. I was blonde. She was blonde. But we only cared about Jacqueline Smith. I mean, Jacqueline Smith as Kelly, let's be clear, on Charlie's Angels represented the height of womanhood. Intelligent, daring, beautiful. Why did we love her so much? My sister and I are a year apart. You've met Kate. You know her from the podcast. We did a whole whole bonus (laughs) episode with her. And let me tell you, we both loved Kelly from Charlie's Angels above all people on earth. She was our alpha and our omega. Amy. Yeah, I mean, she was our north star. Uh, me too. Um, Farrah Fawcett did nothing for me as a girl. She was sort of a cipher on the show. I, she was. Um, I did. I, I am I remembering Explain her? the word cipher in this context? She like was. She, a, she, she was like, a mystery like, to you. She just was a, like a, a blank, like just a zero. like. like like, that's right, guys, we have to do that. Like, she just, I don't know if she was a good actress or, or not. Um, who could tell on Charlie's Angels? But she she didn't she didn't have a character. Her character was, I'm really beautiful, I feel like. Whereas Jacqueline Smith had a little yeah. of a twinkle in her eye. And they gave her all the, uh, she, was, she was the most active. I think she was like the hero of the show. 
I I have a revelation that came to me only while putting this fictional character list together, which I don't want to begin with. I'm going to build to it. But um, who who have you got? Okay. I'm going to go just to just to joke on you. I'm going to go super literary right out of the Not all of mine are this literary. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with um, George Eliot, who is a Victorian novelist. I did my senior essay on her. Wow. Yeah. So mine are not like this. This is, like this, you guys. This is just a funny like counterpoint to Charlie's Angels. George Eliot was a woman. Yes. Um, her name, real name was Marianne Evans, but she wanted to get published. So she wrote as George Eliot and she wrote Middlemarch. That's her most famous uh, Victorian novel. Uh, right. I've read all Never of them except it. Daniel Durando, which is terrible. I couldn't get through that. But I for, for school, I did. I sort of, you know, majored in this my senior year and I did my senior thesis on The Mill on the Floss by George Eliot, which is uh, a book. Yeah. Deep cut. Deep and anyway, cut. Deep Maggie cut. Tulliver. It's about a little girl whose brother Tom gets to go to school and Maggie has to go to a school that's like a finishing school for girls. So my whole paper was on what what were finishing schools for girls like at this time. You had to learn to draw. You had to learn to play the piano. You had to learn to embroider, speak French, but like, you know, to like order in restaurants, I suppose. And just sort of be pretty, you know, that was, and sing. You had to be able to sing. Um, okay. And you didn't learn. And all Maggie wanted to do was like be like her brother so she could go learn. And so the whole book is like her starting out as sort of struggling at the limitations of her life. And then it kind of continues to be about her. That's what this, you know, 800 page book is about. I love the character of Maggie so much that I said that if I had in my head that if I had a daughter one day, I would want to name my daughter after this character in this book. I'm learning this for the very because first she was time. so headstrong and so like she just could not be put down. And everybody was like, oh, Maggie, like, you know, she's a will of the wisp, this one, but now like sit down and she kind of won't. She kind of does what she can within the. And I thought, I'm going to mm. have a. a I would love to have a girl like this who is tough and strong and, and self-confident. And let's just say, because this is a bonus episode, that that came true. That wish that I would have a daughter with that name is Now, true. has your daughter no, read the no, book? No, my, <laughs> my daughter doesn't love to read, and it's an 800-page book. But I'm like, this is, com- like, this is so good. You'll see it's coming for you. The best present my husband has ever given me was a, like, a first edition of this book book so I have like a very rare and it's in several volumes because you know back in the day the reason these books were so long right yeah serialized waiting at the ship every two weeks to find out what was going to happen to Oliver Twist they were serialized so I have a sort of serialized hardcover copy of this book when my husband gave it to me I was so excited I'm like I'm gonna start reading it right now and I like I started to crack it open he's like no no don't read so he he doesn't want me to read those he wants me to like get like a you know a random house paperback and and read it that way Right, yes. those are for display. I have it display like, use on only. my dresser in my bedroom. I look at it all the time. So that's that's a fictional character. That is a identify. good yeah. gift. Yeah, it's a great book. Good gift. When I was in, I'm going to say high school. I think I was very affected by. Um, I'm trying to think of the right term for them, like trash novels. Is like what BC I'm Andrews thinking kind of. of thing? um, Definitely V.C. Andrews, but I'm thinking more like Jackie Collins. So there was a certain... My family, 
especially my mom who's who's died, but she was always kind of remarking on I have this lane that is like totally drawn to what people would describe as like tacky glamour. Like that lights me up. Yes. Real housewives. Yes. And I am losing it a little bit as I get older, but like it's funny because my mom had grown up as um, a person who lived in a two-family house with like a dozen cousins, kind of in the Bronx, like scrappy. And I think that all she dreamed of was moving to the suburbs and mm-hmm. having like a white picket fence house and having like daughters who wore like pinafore dresses or whatever that word would be. Like she longed for like the simple elegance of like suburban Americana and then she raised me and all I care about is like like I want to be a Vegas showgirl to me that was the height of glamour not really the nudity part which I didn't really understand as a child but like like a dancing girl like that to me was like the height that's like the thing you could dream most of in the world and I was very lit up by like so Jackie Collins has a million books that are like very sexy and like, uh, you know, um, four peppers on the spice level, as as they say in romance now. Although, right now, I don't know exactly. where they would fall on like now. They weren't as spicy, I don't think, as like my elf romance books that I just. They were actually fairies. Loved. Or was it? They were actually elves. I called them fairy sex books and they were actually elves. They're elves. Um, the Court of Thorn and Roses, that series I got really into for a while. And I was like, who knew? Who knew that I would like, you know, elf romance? I mean, I would have said that's a category I'm not interested in. Let yeah. me tell you. Fantastic. Loved them. But let's get back to basics. Jackie Collins, Lucky Santangelo was the protagonist of a lot of that's her. Such a good name. Lucky Santangelo. You know what it reminds me of? What? Pinky Tuscadero. From, yes. From but, Happy Days. But Pinky Tuscadero was like a little bit down market. Like this yes. to me, what is it about it? I don't know. Like this exact layer of like high end wealth, like Lucky Santangelo, her dad, I think was like a garden gambler, but like he made a fortune and like she lived on like a horse farm and she was like gorgeous and like rich, but like knew her way around a gun. Like I... I just have a very pedestrian idea of glamour and still I like that. Like I used to get my nails done with like those long fake nail tips. Like I, 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 again, like I find that so glamorous and my daughter I think is taking after me because she just got nail tips put on. I wasn't involved in this decision. She was with someone else (laughs) and I, I, I have to say she looks ridiculous. She's an 11-year-old with like long fake nails, but I'm like, they look so glamorous. I don't know. I'm, it's weird. Like I have a weird lane for like low-end glamour. You know, I, Amy and I were just in Vegas together. Like I love Vegas. Like Vegas mm-hmm. just totally does it for me. That like kitschy glamour. I love it. Lucky Santangelo. Hiding behind a feather fan. That's who I, I wanted to be Lucky when Santangelo, I grew up. And then there was, there was another book called The Two Mrs. Grenvilles, which was by, um, oh, he was the guy who got really into covering the OJ trial. His son is Griffin Dunn. Dominic Dunn. Dominic Dunn. And it's about like a guy, a rich guy in the suburbs who marries probably like a stripper. She's Mrs. Grenville. She's the second Mrs. Grenville. And 
she's like tacky glamorous. And let me tell you, she drinks Diet Coke from a wine glass, which I still do to this day because I am in love with the second Mrs. Grenville. Diet Coke in a wine glass. It's so glamorous to me. Now I'm going to give you the one with who I most deeply identify of any of anybody ever. I think still. I think this is oh, it. I'm for me. so intrigued. I want to guess, but I have no idea. To hear the rest of this episode, go to whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm and subscribe to What Fresh Hell Plus for $4.99 a month or $39.99 a year. Thanks so much for supporting us through What Fresh Hell Plus. That's at whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.